It's the 9th of January, 2022. And here at Wat Mabjan today, there was an ordination of one monk. So in ordaining someone as a monk, as a bhikkhu, initially that's just a conventional ordination. A monk who is a monk, um, in line with Dharma and Vinaya. During the time of the Buddha, there were those who had faith and also had a lot of Bharami. And uh, many were Arahants already, and the Buddha uh, ordained them, and he ordained them by himself. So he said uh, to them, um, come bhikkhu, and uh, practice the Dhamma well. And this was uh, their ordination. If there is Sotapanna, then he would say, practice the Dhamma for freedom from suffering. So, and um, then he would give the triple gem, and they would recite uh, their three refuges, Buddhang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sankang Saranangachami. And that already was their full ordination process. And uh, so now, however, we live in a society that needs uh, some order. There needs to be rules for this. And, uh, and so there are in becoming an upajai, becoming a preceptor. In order to do that, there needs to be a training and pass some tests. And uh, the Mahatera Sangakom, you know, the uh, governing body for the monastic sangha in Thailand, um, they give a point that uh, position um, as upajaya, as uh, someone who can ordain others. During the ordination process, the preceptor, upajaya, he gives the five meditation objects of kesa, loma, naka, danta, tacho, Tacho, danta, naka, loma, kesa. And so hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, skin. Skin, teeth, nails, hair of the body, hair of the head. And so they give these um, to everyone who ordains so that they can take them and contemplate these five objects. And these are the five things which wrap a body. When the eye sees a form, a form of a male or a female, or ourselves, then what do we see? You see hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin. And that's what we see first. And our eyes aren't capable of having x-ray vision. They can't dig deeper into the body than this. We just have eyes of the flesh. So all they see is this outer layer of the skin. When light hits the skin and then reflects back, from it, and then it enters into the eye, goes into the retina, and then that uh, sends nerves, or gives a, a signal through the nerves, and then we gain a feeling. And so that's what happens, this is the process of seeing, and it's natural for this to happen. And then there's this feeling of sight that appears. So this is a natural process, but it's the avijja, tanha, upadana, the 
ignorance, craving, and clinging that push the mind into proliferating. And this happens immediately. Giving it the meaning of something that's beautiful, something that's attractive. Giving these things the meaning of a person or an animal or some other physical object. And so the sense of self, of me and of other, appears immediately. And this is what happens, this is the nature of the world to be this way, and it's been like this ever since we were born. And so we need to wash these things, this hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth and skin, uh, so that they become clean. And if we do that, then we'll get the feeling that they're good things, we'll find them attractive, we want to look at them. But if we don't wash them, then our feeling changes. And we can even become quite disgusted, even by our own bodies. There's the sweat that comes out, the fat of these bodies, and then that gets on to the things that we use to clothe ourselves, whether it's robes for monks or clothes for lay people. And immediately these things become dirty. The strands of hair on our head, they're nourished by blood and by lymph. And uh, if there's some heat, then they give a smell. And so we can contemplate um, them and seeing them as being something unattractive like this. We can contemplate that if our hair was to fall off in a dark room and we were to touch that, then we'd feel like we didn't like it at all. We'd feel like it was something quite repulsive. But when the hair is on the head, then we gain a different feeling. We feel like it's something attractive. When it falls, then it immediately becomes something dirty. If there was a pot of very delicious curry, and some hair fell into it, or there was a glass of clean water and hair fell into that, then immediately these things would become dirty, they'd become unclean. So we reflect upon this, asking ourselves, hair, is it something clean or is it dirty? Is it something beautiful? Is it actually beautiful? So we do this, contemplate like this, in order to find the truth of the matter. If our minds are peaceful already, then we'll be able to contemplate into this. We'll be able to gain a clear seeing, an understanding can arise. You can see how the hair of the head is something that isn't beautiful. Hair of the body isn't beautiful. Nails, teeth and skin, these things aren't attractive. And if we contemplate into just one of these things and we can perceive that, then we should look into that, that one object, and do that a lot until we see it very clearly. For those who have cultivated this in the past, then maybe they'll gain a clear image that arises within their mind, really perceiving that as being something unattractive. But if our samadhi isn't to that point yet, then we really need to just carry on going through this contemplation. And this is the work of a monk who has ordained, going through these five kamatana objects, contemplating them consistently, without stop. And so when we do this, then the mind, which was initially dark and deluded, um, due to that 
liking due to that perception of these things being beautiful, that darkness and delusion will lessen and lessen. And those feelings won't become obstacles anymore for the mind coming into peace. But if there's a lot of seeking pleasure, finding pleasure in these things, lust in the mind, then it means that it's difficult for our hearts to gather into peace. They won't be able to become calm. And so we won't be able to contemplate. We won't be able to extract this sense of self. So we need to train ourselves in this. And the preceptor during the ceremony, he just had a little amount of time. So he just briefly taught these five objects. But we can look into them further. And seeing if we don't wash this body, if we just let it go, then in no long time it becomes itchy. And that's due to the dust that settles on it, the sweat, and the bacteria starts doing its job. And so the body becomes itchy. So if we don't clean these bodies, and this is what um, they're like, it becomes itchy and very um, uncomfortable. The cells of the body die and they need to be washed out. And when we clean the body, then we feel very at ease, very spacious. And this is one way of solving or curing the suffering, the pain of the body. And that's why we wash our body, is to um, relieve this suffering. So we see how the body is a heap of pain, of suffering like this. It's something that's wrapped in skin. And we can contemplate just one area of the skin. We can contemplate the skin over the stomach area and how that's like the skin that covers a drum or like um, the skin covering the head, that that's like a bowl cover or the skin on the arm, that if we peel that off then it's like a quiver that's used for storing arrows. And these different parts of skin, they cover up this body well. And they prevent bacteria from entering into the body. If we don't have skin, then they'll be able to come right in. So we see this body as being something beautiful, but really its nature is to be just as it is. You can ask it, is it beautiful? And it's never claimed to be that. You can ask it, is it not beautiful? And it's never claimed to be that either. But it's the delusion that we have that gives rise to this, this feeling of beauty. When we see that it's beautiful, then we like it. Things that aren't beautiful, we dislike that. If we peel off the skin, then everything will be red underneath and blood flows out. So we can contemplate like this and to see the body as being something unattractive. And then through that, the mind becomes beautiful. Joy can arise. Our samadhi can become firm. And there can be the sense of inner contentment within the heart. And we relieve that delusion in the mind that takes the body as being something beautiful. And so the mind can settle into peace. And uh, so we contemplate these kamatana objects like this. And initially this is uh, samatha, kamatana, the objects that bring the mind to peace. But when samadhi is well established, is firm, and we can see the body break apart, and this turns into vipassana, into insight, seeing the body as being not self. 
So in the beginning we need to bring up a lot of mindfulness, be reciting Buddha or some other meditation object or contemplating this unattractive aspect. And this is all for the sake of peace of mind and just that. And when the mind is peaceful already, then we can see into anicca, dukkha, anatta, to change and stress and not self, and see that with wisdom, that the body is just a body. It's not a being, not an individual. Not me, not you. And so for the monks who have ordained, we need to train ourselves, train our minds like this. And today the preceptor gave this short teaching, but it's something that we should reflect upon and go over throughout the day. Or to be reciting Buddha, and to just be doing that a lot. Whenever we have the time, recite Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. And then when the mind is peaceful, then we can come to contemplate the body. So may all of you set your hearts in this way.